Making It Personal with Bishop William Johnson on Iowa Catholic Radio and iowacatholicradio.com. Welcome to Making It Personal with Bishop Johnson. I'm Jean Till, and on today's show, we're visiting with Jared Herring. He is the Assistant Athletic Director and the Boys Track and Field Coach at Dowling Catholic, and we'll be visiting about the state track meet, as well as coaching student-athletes in a Catholic school. Bishop? Good morning, Jean. Hope you're settling in the groove here as we establish our new uh, little dynamic duo yep. and all that we're about there. So uh, great time of year. Uh, many uh, signature celebrations with graduations, mm. and we continue to have confirmation. I heard one of the uh, area Costco's uh, prepared 1,100 cakes. So I mean, <laughs> just for this a, weekend. There's probably. a lot. Yeah, well, yeah. just as a week, the past weekend. Yeah. yeah. So, the, wow. so, so uh, you know, we're you not trying to go to 1,100 I get, graduations. I get, I, get, I get no promotional uh, cake or anything <laughs> as part of that. And of course, we want some local bakeries too, but uh, uh, in in all things there. So, and of course, I wasn't baking any cakes. No, but, no, uh, but you no. were eating some. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> I, my father's uh, cake. Jones, but uh, we're going to kind of indulge our track Jones in a little bit too. But uh, yeah, confirmations. Uh, we know last night coming off the Intervisions Gala, a good rousing event uh, promoting the pro life cause and uh, pregnancy resource centers. Uh, tonight we'll be at St. Anthony for confirmation. Tomorrow over at uh, Guthrie Center, Panora and Baird Parishes. And then on Sunday at St. Elizabeth Seton in Carlisle. So we'll be able to work well with them and uh, offer them the, the grace of the sacrament. We ask our listeners in the uh, Iowa Catholic Radio Network to include in their prayers next week the priests of the Des Moines Diocese who will be making their annual retreat at Conception Abbey in uh, Missouri. And so they're going to be very blessed to have Abbot John Clausen of the Abbot of St. John's uh, Collegeville. Uh, so he'll be offering his Benedictine wisdom mm-hmm. in, in a Benedictine milieu. So I think uh, Benedict will be smiling. Uh, this is a priest retreat, uh, and uh, you'd think a bishop with his priest, but I'm giving them a break from their bishop. <laughs> Typically, I spend a day with them and mm-hmm. uh, celebrate Mass and uh, listen to one of the conferences and socialize as well. But then I give them their space, you know, and we know as bishops we also have our own uh, retreat as well. So our other workshops are a chance for solidarity and all that we're about on that front. So. Uh, a good opportunity. Uh, I just wanted to call attention. I'm not the hugest history buff, mm. but I think, you know, both for our Iowa Catholic Radio and Spirit Catholic Radio Network people, I noted in the necrology of priests that on May 23rd, it was the 150th anniversary, death anniversary of Jesuit Father Pierre de Smet. Mm-hmm. I think we say dismet, not dismay. You know, when I first came to the diocese, uh, Bishop Pace left a few items in his office uh, for me, and there was one particular kind of LeBron statue of a saint that I did not recognize, and I was trying to figure you don't out. You know who, all of them by heart. <laughs> you know, I was just, you know, I was like, could this be uh, Claude de Colombier, or you know, mm-hmm. who might this be? So finally, Father Dan Kirby gave me a clue that it was Pierre Dismet, because he has a great devotion to Father Dismet, uh, particularly having been pastor at Corpus Christi in Council Bluffs, but uh, the Famous missionary. He was actually Belgian and came in 1838 and 39 to establish St. Joseph's Mission in Council Bluffs. And uh, he was very uh, much a field moved by the Spirit to minister as a missionary to the Potawatomi tribe there as well. So he took over the abandoned Council Bluffs blockhouse at the former United States military force and worked primarily with the Potawatomi band led by Billy Caldwell, also known as Saganash. So Hmm. uh, kind of interesting. Billy was both of Mohawk and Irish descent. But uh, very uh, much, uh, I think, appalled by the murders and brutality from the whiskey trade, causing so much uh, disruption among the native peoples. 
And so I think he was a peacemaker. He also uh, was kind of a cartographer, you know, helping Nicolette, Joseph Nicolette, to map the territory that eventually he traced out from the Missouri River Valley, ended up helping to found the mission at St. Ignatius, Montana, uh, which unfortunately has some uh, checkered history, painful history for the Mm -hmm. people there as the people were there, but also making his way as far as Idaho before uh, in his latter years uh, returning to St. Louis. So uh, he was one of the ones who actually recruited St. Rose Philippine Duchenne, too. So oh. just, you know, all, 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 you know, all within the, the company of, of saints and holy men and women. Well, you know, we, we love our saints, but we also wonder how they got to be in Iowa, and, and we don't have many of those, so that's a blessing. Amen. Yeah. Well, when we return, we're going to be visiting with Jared Herring. He is the assistant athletic director and boys track coach at Dowling Catholic. You're listening to Making It Personal with Bishop Johnson on Iowa Catholic Radio and the Spirit Catholic Radio Network. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio provided by the Society of St. Vincent de Paul. Established in Des Moines in 1924, St. Vincent de Paul assists those living in poverty to become self-sufficient by helping to remove roadblocks on their journey out of poverty. St. Vincent de Paul helps with food, clothing, and shelter, while also offering classes in financial literacy, high school completion, career readiness, and prisoner reentry. Shop, donate, volunteer, serve. The Society of St. Vincent de Paul, svdpdsm.org. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by the Sarah Vocations Ministry, including the St. Sarah Club of Des Moines and the Sarah Club of Council Bluffs. Sarah is an apostolate of the Worldwide Catholic Church dedicated to fostering and supporting priesthood and religious vocations. Sarans strive to accomplish their mission through prayer, fellowship, and service to the bishop, priests, sisters, and all in religious formation, and in doing so to increase their own holiness. Learn more at joinsarah.org, join S-E-R-R-A.org. Thank you, Sarans, for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Welcome back to Making It Personal with Bishop Johnson. And on today's show, we're visiting with Jared Herring. He's the track coach at Dowling Catholic High School. Bishop. Coach Herring, thanks for coming on and uh, thus kind of settling. And you get a perspective on that big weekend of fest of of track for both the boys and the girls. And uh, a successful year by all accounts, although maybe not at the level that you became accustomed to in the last couple of years. So, uh, so great to have you. We don't engage a lot with the coaches of either St. Albert Catholic School or at uh, Dowling Catholic. So it's a kind of particular grace to have you today. Uh, Just tell us a little bit, maybe uh, how, you know, with the Dowling family and how, you know, this position is, is a good fit for you based on the, the God's uh, kind of guiding you along a path that uh, brought you here. Yeah, so this is my uh, fifth year here at Dowling Catholic. Prior to that, I was at another high school in the Des Moines area, um, but became aware of the opportunity to coach track at Dowling just through mutual relationships with Andre Meeks, who's a football coach and teacher at Dowling, and Ryan Van Veen, who's at Sacred Heart and was the old boys track coach. Mm-hmm. And so had the opportunity to, to take the position as the coach and am now uh, finishing my fifth year. And also I'm now the assistant AD and, and just a, it's an incredible place to be. Oh, so so all that administrative uh, things too, right? And all the regulations you have to adhere to. So so just to be with the athletes and to have that kind of uh, you know, stepping out of time and practice and all that you're about too. So you were a pretty uh, accomplished runner yourself, I understand, and playing football too. Yes, I was at the uh, University of Northern Iowa for four years where I played football there and also ran track. 
So a real speed <laughs> merchant then too. Huh? <laughs> so so in the track coaching, and uh, you know, it, it might be fair to say that uh, you know for the boys, Dowling boys, uh, the, the the distances were a little more robust than the sprints. You know, whereas for the girls, the sprints really uh, kind of carried the day. Is that fair to say? Yeah, that, that's fair to say. This this year, um, we were uh, blessed to have Jackson Hyde be a part of our team, and he had a really good good season for us and the four by eight as well. And we were also for the, for um, the first time able to have two double scores in the, the throwing events. So we had Cody Hykus and also Nathan Rotherham score in the shot put. Yeah. And we can't overlook the field events too, right? Cause they're such a vital part of this. So, uh, you know, the, uh, so in, in your own kind of uh, skill set and array of skills, obviously you continue to grow and, you know, a student of, of the, of the sport, uh, but, uh, you know, do you focus on certain groups and, and then enlist your assistants or, you know, kind of overseeing all of it? Yeah, I, I have a really good uh, group of assistants. Um, our distance coaches are great. Kind of all of our coaches are great. And so I just kind of get to focus on my specialty, which is more of the short sprints and, and relays. And um, I think that's something I was able to bring to Dowling when I first came in is we've always been known for having a great distance program. And over the past couple of years, we've developed our sprinters and that's led to a lot more team success. Mm-hmm. You, you did mention Jackson Heidish, the illustrious Jackson Heidish, uh, double winner again. Little less drama this year, though, in the state meet than last year. Yeah, yeah, we we like it that way, and so we had it. We had a couple of jokes about that before he competed, but. Yeah, we, we like to just get the win and, and everything go as planned. And so he'll be off to Duke University. And, uh, you know, again, that's a, a great feather in the cap for the program and all that's there as well. So we wish him well. And uh, he brought many exciting moments as he went forward, you know. But you look at those events that Jackson won, uh, the boys 3,200 and the boys 1,600. And, you know, of course, we got to mention Flynn Milligan, who finished eighth in the 3,200, and Owen Wolf, who got uh, seventh in the 1,600. So it's nice to see, you know, the Maroons, uh, you know, singlet uh, in both of those events, too. Absolutely. And, you know, Flynn has been, been great for us for four years, and his, his hard work uh, paying off has been great. And we're excited about Owen, who's a sophomore and kind of came out of his shell in the last couple of weeks of the season. Mm. Uh, tremendous. Um, you know, you, you mentioned you not you did not name, but you mentioned you know experience with another school here in Des Moines. Uh, what do you find about the culture at Dowling Catholic? Maybe that uh, uh, you think kind of serves not only the athletes but serves the whole individuals. Yeah, what I think stands out the most is just it's a, a loving, caring environment where the individuals you interact with on a daily basis are, are truly genuine and truly truly care about how you're doing and want to see you succeed. Um, so it's, it's been a breath of fresh air. I think obviously there's good people everywhere, but um, we, we do it a step above, I believe, at Dallin Catholic. Mm-hmm. Well, you just seem to have infused, you know, a, a very positive spirit energy in all that's there and uh, kind of bringing excellence out in, in a great way and collaboration, too. Um, uh, you know, this is don't ask questions you don't know the answer to, but uh, do you see any kind of faith dimension uh, woven into this or, you know, prayer or not, or some of the people part of the Utfidim groups that are, are part of the kind of faith sharing on the small level or not? Yeah, so, some of the things just with our team that we do, um, we have a, a small leadership team that meets um, weekly, and we do a, a quick devotional and just to center ourselves on our faith and Obviously, with a team of 150 athletes, it's hard to have those one-on-one conversations with all of them. But we kind of challenge that group of 15 or 20 athletes to go out to the team and, and share the messages that we speak on and just making sure we keep things in, in perspective. 
Um, our team's slogan or motto is pursuing excellence. And so we talk about pursuing excellence in all things with just the conviction that our identity is in Christ and who Christ says we are mm-hmm. and not in our performance. Mm-hmm. And so often our athletes can get caught up in the performance if it's going well or if it's not going well and that drives them. But we always just want to challenge them to, to come back and understand that they're not defined by that performance. Mm-hmm. Tremendous. So kind of seeing in a more holistic way and all that about, you know, that there will be triumphs, but there also, we discover our limits too. And so humility and, uh, you know, that our, in the striving itself is, is there's, God is glorified in that, uh, even if we don't necessarily carry home the medal and, and what we're about to, yeah. too. So a sixth place finish this year in, in state track. Um, how do, how do you uh, commend and how does this, I think, kind of uh, position you going forward, do you think, for the program? Yes, I think we were able just to continue to build on the success that we've had in the, the last three years. In 2021, we were state runner-ups, and in 2022, we were state champs, and we graduated a, a good group of those athletes. But to get have a year like this where you have a lot of juniors and sophomores who could get the experience and be motivated for the 2024 season, um, I really think this, the seniors we had this year set a foundation of just continuing to build on, on what we've accomplished, and I think the, the years ahead will be good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, being an old geezer and all this, you know, and the my times running a slow 400-meter hurdle, uh, uh, baseball was also a spring sport, but uh, the whole explosion of soccer and everything has really been important. How does that impact track programs? I mean, you have 150, so obviously your numbers are robust, but uh, how does that, you know, I think some schools have maybe uh, experienced that where athletes have to make a choice and they can't do both. Yes, we do have a few athletes. We have a few athletes who still do both, but we have some that ultimately end up having to make the decision of I will run track or I will play soccer. I know Owen Wolf's one that stands out. Um, he was a soccer athlete last year, and so this was his first year dedicated to just running, and it, it paid off. Um, so we support athletes if they want to do both or if there's one that they, they choose. So there's not uh, rivalry or, you know, trying to cross-recruit against uh, your own coaching staff. <laughs> no, with, with our school size. Track's the best. No, softball's <laughs> the best. No, baseball's the best. We just we just want success at every sport. And, and with our numbers, we know that it, it takes multi-sport athletes to achieve the things that we all want to achieve. So we, us coaches do a good job of working together on those things. Tremendous, tremendous. So um, the 4 by 800 was a, a, a blistering race this year. I mean, two teams set breaking 740. I mean, they were smoking, you know, and then you were right there in the in the mix. But uh, a time that would have won in many years. But, uh, right. yeah. Yeah, we, we knew, uh, you know, after you see two teams run as fast as they could, you have to just say, hey, we've done our best and <laughs> we'll, we'll take our third place finish and, and go from there. Um uh, the guys wanted to break the school record, which is 747. Um, so they were close, um, mm-hmm. just missed it. But, yeah, we were happy with how we performed in the 4 by 8 And some PRs there for, yep. among them, too. Yep. So uh, I don't know about you, but uh, to me, the 800 is, is one, of the, one of the most grueling of races. I mean, I'm sure the distance men would uh, argue otherwise. But, uh, you know, that uh, combination of extended sprinting, really. Yeah. Yes, it's, it's getting faster and faster every year. And, and, and it's just not just about endurance. You have to have some foot speed and turnover. And it takes a special athlete to do that race. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, you mentioned shot put, among others, Nathan Rotherham getting a fourth place in the shot put, a uh, great accomplishment. Uh, the whole weight training uh, scene, too, has also really stepped it up, right? I mean, that's something that athletes, no matter their sport, not just football or, or that, are, are lifting a lot. Uh, can you talk about collaboration on that front? You know? 
Yes, I think as a whole, um, Coach Coach Wilson has has done a great job with the athletic department as far as having all teams aligned as far as how we lift and and when we lift and and athletes have bought into that and and so it's a yearly process of working hard and whether you're in season or out of season you're still lifting and I, and I think that's pays pays dividends for us in the end. Yeah, and maybe fewer injuries as a result and uh mm-hmm. you know in that uh, in that front. So um uh the Des Moines area scene uh some of the parochial schools I mean I think you know, not necessarily uh, trying to create a, a factory, but uh, it, it is something to try and expose young people to the sport when they're in elementary school and things and have those summer experiences as well. Is that something you see that as uh, a solid footing here? Yes, we, we enjoy having uh, our parochial track meets um, on mostly Monday nights throughout our season over at our track. And so we get to kind of see the fifth and sixth graders compete as well as the seventh and eighth graders and this year, for the the first time, we are doing a a uh, elementary school track camp, and so we'll have that here in a couple weeks in June. And we've got some athletes signed up, and so excited to see some of the the young future maroons come out. Can they still compete. register? Yes, they can. That, We're at that is on uh, our Dowling Catholic <laughs> website um, in camps under okay. camps. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, no, I know I was uh, with the Holy Family School 8th graders. They kind of had a concluding dinner every year. It's an annual custom for them. And uh, they were very mindful of their last track meet coming up. So, I mean, I think it's just something that, you know, I think, uh, you know, as bodies are developing, you know, coordination and skill, self-image, a sense of one's own kind of dignity and worth and how sports, when it's played right and when the, the culture is in the right place, can really, I think, uh, you know, lift up young people, give them a sense of their of their their part in something greater than themselves. Yes, I, I agree, and and I love just the diversity in track and field. That there's there's almost something for everyone. You know, whether you're a thrower or a jumper or distance runner or short sprinter, you can find something that you can dedicate yourself to and have some success. Yeah, I mean, many of the sports are individual in a sense, but there but there is a sense even as one is doing that that one is participating as a team and that one can lend oneself, you know, that a sixth place finish, a seventh place finish, or just kind of uh, practicing hard can be a, a really tremendous uh, piece of this as well. Uh, the women, obviously, you know, we don't want to short shrift them in any way. I mean, so many of them uh, to perform with a high level. Obviously, yeah, two championships uh, for the girls. Yeah, Olivia yeah. Kramer pulling that off in the girls' four one hundred sprint and the four a girls shuttle hurdle as well. So sixth all time performance there. Olivia Kramer, Alex Gaskell, Reese Irvin, and Ruby Lehman did uh, quite well there. And of course, Ruby picking up a second in the long jump too. So uh. <laughs> yes, yeah, so the girls have had had an amazing season, and, and they worked very hard and and have dedicated themselves to the goals they had for this year. Um, with that shuttle hurdle, they I will say they do have the the state record in the shuttle hurdle, and so that's kind of become a staple of them wanting to bring that championship home. And and so, yeah, they, they've had a great weekend. Yeah, they, they put put aims down, so yeah. there you go. <laughs> okay. Uh, very, very good. Uh, tremendous. Um, the, you know, talk about your role as a assistant athletic director. What does that entail on a day-to-day basis? Yeah, so I am kind of the one of the first lines of support for our, our coaches. And so I, I meet with our coaches preseason I work with them on scheduling their their events and just making sure they're they're prepped and and ready and I'm uh, coach Wilson and I both assist in just being a sounding board for them with how they set up their programs and and the things that they're doing on a as their coach as a coach. Okay. So the whole scheduling piece and uh, kind of a 
shifting playing field even with some of the conferences in recent years as well, right? Some of the schools electing to go kind of maybe in a, a smaller class and category. Um, and there's been a proposal from the Iowa High School Athletic Association, I'm catching with a question that we didn't prep here, uh, looking at perhaps at kind of economic uh, data and uh, things to, to kind of classify schools. Would you have a perspective on that? Um, yes, as, as a coach in, in a former Des Moines, formerly being in a Des Moines school, I, I do think that um, there's a competitive balance. Um, as you look at resources and things, you want every athlete who's involved in athletics to be able to find success and to feel good about what they're doing and, and achieve. And I think there's a clear gap in kind of the haves and the have nots and the, the schools that have been really good and some cool schools that have struggled. And so I, even if you look at the state track meet, there's been some changes just in the, the numbers of students in schools. And so some schools dropped down a class and they had some success. And I think that's really good for their communities and, and just athletics as a whole. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And of course, uh, with the education savings accounts, you know, probably, uh, the expectation is that uh, Dowling will will increase in enrollment, likely, and uh, so you know continuing to to run with the big dogs as well, but uh, not just to be just another suburban high school in a way, but again, you know, there's a mission there that is is essential, and if we're not realizing that, then we're not doing our job. You mentioned some of the other categories. We certainly also want to kind of recognize our friends in the Council Bluffs, uh, mm-hmm. St. Albert Catholic School, uh, did quite well. The women there finishing tied for ninth. And uh, several great performances uh, among them. The boys, too, also doing well, although they uh, finished in 12. But the girls, 4 by 800, finishing third. Uh, boys, 200, Brendan Monahan getting seventh. Uh, we see also the Council Bluff St. Albert uh, women in the 4 by 800 getting second with a time of 8.12. So, again, some impressive places. Uh, Libby Denton, Lily Denton, excuse me, in the girls' 1500 getting third with a 4.43 time. So, uh, again, uh, when people are in that right level and the, just that right uh, niche for competition, I think it brings out excellence. Well, kudos to all of the student athletes at Dowling and at St. Albert's. You're listening to Making It Personal with Bishop Johnson on Iowa Catholic Radio and the Spirit Catholic Radio Network. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by the Sarah Vocations Ministry, including the St. Sarah Club of Des Moines and the Sarah Club of Council Bluffs. Sarah is an apostolate of the Worldwide Catholic Church dedicated to fostering and supporting priesthood and religious vocations. Sarah strive to accomplish their mission through prayer, fellowship, and service to the bishop priests, sisters, and all in religious formation, and in doing so to increase their own holiness. Learn more at joinsara.org, joinserra.org. Thank you, Sarans, for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from businesses and organizations who share in the mission of connecting listeners to Christ while connecting you to their products and services they provide. To learn more and support the businesses and organizations who support the Iowa Catholic Radio Network, visit iowacatholicradio.com to view our business sponsors. If you'd like more information on how your business or organization can become a business sponsor, contact Deacon Mark, 515-223-1150, 515-223-1150. Welcome back to Making It Personal with Bishop Johnson. Good to have you again staying with us, Coach Herring, and uh, appreciate it. Uh, we don't mention all the towns in southwest Iowa that uh, many of our Catholic young people are participating in uh, track and field and other sports, but do want to give a shout-out to Eli Johnson from Bedford, who won the boys' wheelchair shot put. And uh, that's, wow. uh, that's special territory to us with seminarian Kyle Rowan from Bedford, Sacred mm-hmm. Heart, uh, and so uh, some local pride there as well. So... Uh, 
But uh, Gene, you were kind of wondering. Yeah, Jared. Okay. I've got grandkids, right? You know, and they have disappointments in second and third grade, right? How do you, as a coach, help kids um, celebrate their successes without developing that sense of sinful pride and manage the the defeats? And because they're going to have those things happen to them their entire life. And you have a unique opportunity. I want to know how you're going to help my kids, my grandkids when they get there. Yeah, absolutely. So I I did mention earlier, um, our team slogan just being pursuing excellence. Mm -hmm. And so as we talk about you know, what pursuing excellence means, you know, it's, it's giving your best and, and understanding that it's a pursuit that you, you don't always attain what you set out to attain, but if you, you know that you've given your best and, you know, the outcome, you know, you can be okay with that. And so we talk a lot about the inputs. What, what are you doing to further your athletic career? What mm-hmm. are you doing to achieve whatever goal you set out to do while also understanding that you may not attain the ultimate goal, but you're much happier with where you end up. If you can say, I, I gave my all. How do you help them with those disappointments when they are really crushed that they didn't do as well as what they thought they could or that you thought they could? I, we encourage them to lean into it. Um, there, there's, it's, it's completely okay to be disappointed. It's completely okay to, to set a goal and, and be upset when you don't achieve it. But it ultimately, how do you bounce back from that? Um, mm-hmm. do, you say, do you just kind of wallow in that place or do you, do you set a new goal and, and adjust? I think life is all about uh, adaptations and adjustments. Um, if if a track season went the way that I thought it would go from day one, then why would I need to coach? You know, it's <laughs> the the art is there's an art and a science of coaching. You know, the art is when it doesn't go the way I want it to do. When we have an injury, um, when there's a setback, how do you adjust and adapt? Mm-hmm. And 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 some of that as a coach is just how you model it. You know, as a coach, if I model anxiety or, or fear when something doesn't go our way, I think our athletes are more apt to do the same. Is there ever a place for anger or not? Is that kind of passe? That's not going to work in the sports psychology or in the kind of human mode? As a coach? Yes. Um, I'm, I, I'm very mild-mannered, but I think there are, there are times that it's necessary. And when you don't overuse that and, and, and the athletes know that, hey, coach really is fired up about this thing today. We really need to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's a place for that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Same try- for parents, same for teachers. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like you got to use it. Remember wisely. that in relating that to the officials too, right? Oh, yes. <laughs> of course. Uh, although meet officials, a little different story. But uh, no, and I'm not trying to get on my soapbox, but uh, Coach, I really appreciate this because defeat is a defeat, right? Uh, and we don't kind of give everybody a ribbon or a medal, you know. Not every child is an honor student, you know. And so we just can't kind of gloss this. And I think there's uh, something about uh, the reality of not measuring up in a way that forms our characters in a way and I think ultimately draws us in the Pascal mystery. Just a few seconds left. You are not only a mentor to young people, you're a father and a husband too. We better give a shout out in these last few seconds. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I just want to say hi to my wife, Shannon, um, JJ, my five-year-old, and Sienna, my, my two-year-old uh, tomorrow. Very cool. And so Happy hopefully birthday. a little more a little more family time in the summer, even though you'll be busy with camp and everything else. So yep. thank you, Co- Coach uh, Jared Herring, so much for being with us and uh, all the success to you. Thank you. Well, this has been another edition of Making It Personal with Bishop Johnson. Thank you to our guests and all of our listeners in Iowa, Nebraska, Wisconsin, or wherever you may be listening to Iowa Catholic Radio and the Spirit Catholic Radio Network. You can hear Making It Personal with Bishop William Jonesen every week on Iowa Catholic Radio and iowacatholicradio.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and Making It Personal is provided by Sarah Vocations Ministry. Learn more at joinserra.org.